talk to me first. I'm your colleague in medicine and coach in life, Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman. And you are in the place. If you are burned out, broken, in despair, you're in the right place. Because here we talk about joy, sustainability, and developing the life and the work that you absolutely love. So welcome, my friend. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but my bump music is like subliminal. I don't know if you have ever listened at the end. I have the full song of Wake Up, but you should check it out afterwards. But anyway, I have another phenomenal colleague guest with me today. This is Dr. Veronica Anderson. She is a ophthalmologist who actually has internal sight as well as a psychic and intuitive medicine practitioner. I have known Dr. Veronica for about a year and a half. I was really nervous one time and I wrote a blog for her and she posted it for me. But this is my first time actually sitting down and speaking with Dr. Veronica. And if you guys think I'm spicy, you just wait. She is going to hammer you with some truths of encouragement. She's going to talk about getting into ourselves and out of our doctor brains and how to use those gifts that sometimes are off the beaten path, but it's what we were made to do. So listen to this conversation and then stick around afterwards for that kick of encouragement. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Veronica Anderson. It is just so great to meet you in person and to have conversation with you. Why don't you tell my audience all about your wonderful self? Well, thank you so much for having me on because you know you have people that you're watching in Facebook and you say, oh, she seems pretty cool. And I, let me tell you about me. Well, first and foremost, my superpower is I'm a psychic and I happen to be a licensed physician too. Um, I go out like that and tell people because, what? Oh my gosh. And I, I'm the author of a book, Too Smart to Be Struggling, The Guide for Overscheduled Doctors to Find Happiness and Make More Money Too. And I say that because it was me stepping into something that in medicine is just bizarre and weird, which allowed me to get paid like people would drop money in my bank account before even meeting me that I didn't know who they were to do a psychic reading. <laughs> and as a doctor, you have to wait forever to get paid most of the time. And then, you know, I remember people arguing with my office over $10 copays. Yes. I was like, we ain't doing this anymore. So I say that this is my voice to empower people to go out and be who they are, because when you are who you are, that's what people are going to pay you for. Absolutely. Your people will come to you and you will repel the ones that aren't for you. And that is a okay. I love it. I love it so much. We were talking before the recording. I had submitted a blog post to you that you posted for me back uh, earlier in 2019. And I just so appreciate you doing exactly what you're doing, saying, I'm only for a certain set of people. If you're not into it, that's fine. Go find your own stuff. But I'm going to love up on the people who love me. So thank you so much yes. for that. Let's get into your word, which is psychic, which I'm, I have been like hovering around you. So I know a little bit about what you're doing, but I want to take like a more deep dive into it. So tell me why you picked the word psychic for today, which you kind of already did, but give us more. 
because I am psychic and it was something that I did not want to claim because I've always been this way, never realized it was anything special, but by the time I realized that it was something different and special, I was well into doctorhood. Mm. And I was scared shitless to tell anybody that I had this ability that I couldn't explain with case control double line retrospective studies that are in PubMed. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so it was, I was scared of my colleagues. And of course, you realize that I do something now that a lot of people think is bizarre and it's weird and other doctors criticize and people go behind my back. However, the biggest part of this is that through this ability, I've been able to guide people to actually heal. Mm. Not put a Band-Aid on their problem, but guide them so their body does what it forgot to do, and that's heal. And when we went to medical school, a lot of us forgot that the body could heal because we went through biochemistry and physiology, but then we promptly went on to pharmacology, and then we started the training of the pills to the ills, and we left behind that the body has this beautiful, innate way of healing itself. So how do we, like there's another doctor out there, and, and, and doctors will say, they're not a doctor. Dr. Joe Dispenza who talks about you are the placebo. Yes, we are the placebo. And I think, you know, what happened where we got away from that? I feel like a lot of us, and I went through this, I went through burnout and depression and all that. It's because we lost our soul and we're not doing what we really have been meant and called to do. When I was a little girl, I knew I wanted to help people and help people heal, not make them sicker, Think about that. The number three cause of illness and injury and death right now is a medical intervention. Number three, people are dying from medical interventions. When did that start happening? And how come all of a sudden when we have other people in other traditions who know how to help the body heal and do what it knows how to do, we disparage them? Well, I figured this out. I didn't want to tell anybody. Of course, I had, you know, injuries and things happen to me because I was doing my best to keep silent about this. But what happened is I got, I got an injury and then I got outed by other people and was told that if you're not doing this, this, you are uniquely set aside for this. This is your number one calling. You are not on your master path in life. Mm. And as soon as I stepped into my master path, all of a sudden life got wonderful. I felt happier. Um, and people started paying me for things that seem bizarre and unusual. But when I help people, it's just like, this is what I really wanted to do in the beginning when I became a doctor. And I wasn't doing that when I was just playing regular conventional doctor. Now that I step into being a psychic, and using my medical skills to support it, my medical knowledge to support it, it's this is what I really wanted to do. I really wanted to help people heal in all aspects of their life. So their body, but also their mind and their spirit too. Absolutely. And isn't it amazing too when you finally accept, because that's how I feel like with coaching and doctoring, that when I finally accepted that I'm really a life coach and I, that's, that's my being, that's my vibration, it just elevates everything.
when you were talking about like when you didn't want to acknowledge it, what was the time frame with that? Was that 10 years ago? Was it 20 years ago? Was it five years ago? I'm trying to remember when I first realized something was unusual. Um, I, I just acknowledged because it came to my awareness that everybody couldn't do what I was doing probably about 15 years ago now. Isn't that amazing too? Because we get such an like the mindset of like, well, doesn't everybody do this? Doesn't everybody know how to like for my, um, for instance, is like, well, doesn't everybody know how to like talk to people and like help them move forward? And then when you realize like, no, like there's some special things put inside of you that only you can do. I think that's the magic that we really should have learned in medical school. Like it's not about who can do this surgery the best or who can take the H&P, like really pulling out those like innate gifts of, you know, and, and, and using those in people, because then, like you said before, I think that when, you know, when true burnout happens, it's when what you were called on this earth to do and what's your job are two polar opposites and they can't meet. And so I love that you, you've done this. So, do you mind to share like an example of how you use uh, your psychic work with medicine? Ah, uh, absolutely. Um, I was telling you before, I do this reading now, and this is assessing the energy. And anybody who wants to start looking this up, go look in quantum physics. And there's a lot of, this is a different science of physics that this works through when you're assessing energy. And so you can study it from a scientific standpoint, but we're not gonna get into that. But for, for the left brains out there, and I know a lot of us are left brain and analytical, don't think there's no science and I have studied it and looked into it. But I do now what's called a life matrix reading where I look at the energy of the five areas of everybody's life. Their health, their wealth or money, their career or life purpose, their relationships and their spirituality and personal growth. And if any of those areas is out of whack, your life doesn't move the way you would like it to. That would be called a block or being stuck, (laughs) okay? And so a lot of times where you think you're stuck and what you think you need to work on is not the primary area that needs to be worked on. And so through your energy will tell me what needs to be worked on, what's going on in each of those areas. And I'm like a channel. I go into your energy field and I verbalize what your energy field is telling me. And so if you ever watch me doing this, and I'm, I'm what's called clairvoyant. I have all the senses, the intuitive senses. Um, and just a, a minute about that. All of our, our senses that are physical, sight, touch, taste, you know, body sense, smell, they all have an intuitive sense, and that intuitive sense is mediated in the right brain and the temporal lobe, just as people want to start looking into this, where the God sense is, right brain, temporal lobe. Um, and so when I assess somebody intuitively, my strongest sense, and this is very interesting because I am an eye surgeon by training, and now my strongest sense is my clairvoyance, my intuitive vision, and I see like films or words and what happens is i'm like watching the movie and i'm verbalizing what i'm seeing in the movie in your life Um, and it could be something that's going on right now it could be something that's previous in this life but i also sometimes can see in people's past lives 
um, which is also quite interesting because a lot of problems we have are in what are called our soul journey, not in this carnation, but in a past life. And so, for instance, one of the clients I read, if anybody wants to see what a reading looks like, I have these on my business page, Anderson, go there. Um, and one woman I read, she very overweight, and I was looking and saying, hey, you know what, people are telling you to lose weight, but you don't have any health problems related to your weight. And what I do see is that you had this past life where you were this really beautiful woman and it was in this period of time, I think it was about 500 years ago, and your family basically, you were like, um, you know, chattel off to marry somebody of import and you were the one that was like getting the highest bidding price. And I gave her the whole story surrounding what happened in that life and the reason why she would come into this life, have trust issues and carry this excess weight at this point in time, but really have no health challenges related to the excess weight like a lot of people do. And the interesting part about it is, and she just sent me a testimonial video that said, okay, so first I wanna let you know that I'm losing weight without trying right now, because <laughs> this is what happens when you unlock things. And you told me something about the guy that I'm dating now, and why he was going through what he was going through. I showed it to him. He said, that's exactly what happened to me. Let me tell you the person that did this to me and the rest of the story. And so you're able to unlock answers in people's whole life, which doesn't just have to do with their physical health, but also has to do with their spiritual and emotional health and helping their career be better or their relationship get better, or them to know what is the big life theme that I'm working on at this point. We all have a purpose and a theme that we're here working on. So how do I know what that is? So I tell people, you're like a glass jar. So you can see out of it, you're that jar, but the label's on the outside. So a lot of times you have to have somebody read that label on the outside. And that's a lot of times what life coaches do and other types of coaches do. They help you read the label on the outside that you can't see because the back of the label is your block. You just can't see that at all. Right? I love that illustration. That's so good. Now, let me say something about life coaching and everything like that, because one of the things is I want everybody to know that like at the present moment, Actually, I, I, I had, last month I had three different coaches all at the same time. Um, one of the programs ended, and so now I only have two, I say I only have two coaches. I'm saying that because a lot of people think you have one coach one time for a few weeks and then that's it. If that's the way you see it, you are underperforming. You do not, think about it. Tiger Woods plays golf and he's like two coaches at a time right? All these other people who are high performer elites have multiple coaches at the same time in different areas. And so if you're listening to this and saying, Aaron's my woman, and then you're saying, well, but I think Veronica's my woman, but I really want to be with Aaron. Okay. Hire both of us because we have different skill sets. We are not going to be the same. I don't care if we both call ourselves life coaches we will both have different techniques because we are different people. 
and think about it. You may be, I'm an eye surgeon, the guy down the street or the woman down the street is an eye surgeon. And even though we learn the same techniques, we still practice differently. And there are times where I can't figure it out, so I send it over to you. Or you can't figure it out, so you send it over to me. Or we collaborate like the cardiologist and the endocrinologist and the family practitioner do all the time. And so if people can have three doctors that aren't making them well, because just admit it, folks, y'all ain't making people well most of the time. You're making them sicker, all right? So somebody got really mad. I could feel the energy coming and getting really mad about that. But I'm serious, because we have these big egos. You know, if you look at it, we got to overinflate it. If you know anything about energy centers, overinflated, third chakra going on. That is the physician community. We are pissed at everybody else. The nurses are taking over. The nurse practice. I don't care if a nurse practitioner or health coach comes in. They're not a threat to me because the people who are meant to be helped by me are going to come to me. The people that want something different, they're going to the nurse practitioner. I don't care what the licensing board said. So we need to get out of fighting other people who are in the healing professions and start realizing how do we all use each other. And so all the doctors that are out there like Erin's my sister, she's a life coach. If I can't fix you, maybe Erin can, and maybe Erin and I can work together like we do collaborate as doctors so that we can help you get a wonderful result. And I think, especially with women, we still have that scarcity mentality, like there's only spot for one of us, right? It's like, you know, as a black person, mm -hmm. I think there's only a spot for one of us. So I feel like, oh, if Aaron makes it, then that means I can make it. And Aaron might feel as I make it. And I know Aaron's not like this. You got to go, no, I'm not like this. I, I'm the people, I'm just like, go for it, go for it. And I've had other people tell me, it feels so good to have another, you know, high performing woman support me because I've had other ones knock me down. Now, let me say case in point here. I, I want to talk about this because we need to be really careful about being catty with each other. I had another women, woman physician who has a coaching business go into a Facebook group where I was not in a Facebook group and say shitty and trashy things about me. And just, I was, I had a LinkedIn, I still have it, but I haven't been posted on the wall because I can't do everything. A LinkedIn blog, which is how Aaron, I found Aaron in my network and said, hey, come right for the blog. I post the blog, your giant picture up there telling all about you before your blog gets saved. And this woman's tried to say that I'm stealing her and plagiarizing her stuff. And she was thinking about suing me because mm. I didn't give her proper credit. I'm like, I've written two books that are bestseller. I have my own blog. I write my own. Why would I want to steal your stuff? I mean, it didn't even make, I mean, her, her thing is not my thing. I mean, right. and there's, uh, there are seven and a half billion people in the world. There are enough suffering people that need help. There are enough suffering doctors that need help. I mean, we're yes. in groups. I'm in one, there's one group that I'm in that's a doctor group. There's like over 50,000 people in this group, right? I mean, right. you've seen these groups. Oh, there's yeah. 50,000 people. I don't have room on my schedule for 50,000 people. That means Aaron better take some of them because I can't, you know what I'm saying? So we need to start checking ourselves. And I'm talking about, we need to start checking ourselves about this. Um, and instead of assuming something really bad, Assume the, why don't you assume the best? 
Assume yeah. that I want the best for you because that's my intent. This person, obviously, you like Aaron, we hadn't even met before today, but we assume the best of each other because that's the kind of people that we are, right? Absolutely. This person, I mean, and if you're like this and you're like Aaron said, I started the podcast because I was feeling some kind of way. And so therefore I started the podcast. You're like, I'm being jealous and I don't like being jealous. I'm feeling this way. What am I going to do about this? Why am I paying attention to what she's got over there when I could do the same thing over here or, or something, something different? So we need to start elevating ourselves because as much as we don't like the way men are running things, we have handed our power completely over to men in, in medicine. I mean, like I, I say, the problem with women's health is the men who run it and the lapdog women who have allowed that to happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, in women's health, women aren't running women's health. Why is that? <laughs> Do you absolutely. see what I'm saying? I oh, mean, absolutely. Men telling me about GYN problems and, you know, you know, PMS and, um, I was problem. talking to a general surgeon the other day and she made the comment that you get more reimbursement for a prostate biopsy than a breast biopsy and they're similar, you know, and this, and I thought that was really interesting too on that case. Well, you have taken us to church. I have loved <laughs> all of this. Tell me too about this new book because I feel like it really is touching my heart and I want to know more about it. Yes. So, Too Smart to be Struggling, The Guide for Overscheduled Doctors to Find Happiness and Make More Money, Too. And I wrote it as a result of my own struggle with depression and burnout and getting over it and then coming up with a process because other doctors started coming to me and asking me questions about how do I do things with business and this. And I started realizing that when I answered just one little question, they get like a little tiny bit of it, but there's a whole process to getting from burnt out to wonderfulness. And it doesn't mean you need to have a bunch of certifications to be able to do it. So I have other doctors say, well, um, you're a coach, right? Do you have a certificate? No, I don't. Because my human design from the universe says that I'm the person I don't need a certificate from somebody else who, especially somebody else who, who's some random person. I mean, what, I'm going to have somebody else anoint me the queen. Okay. Now, what do I say? I'm talking about human design. If you've ever heard of it, look up human design and you look at me, I got the, on the right side, the red download button, which means I connect right with the universe. And on the left brain, I make it practical. And I have that queen line. When I say I'm a queen, it's in my human design. I'm not like bragging. Um, hand analysis, I have eight gift markings in my hand. I'm truly gifted. This is not an accident for eight gift markings in my hand. It's not because I took a test. It's because the universe anointed me this way. And so as a result of being in the world of energy, natal charts and intuitive readings and hand analysis and numology and human design, I learned more about myself than going through medical school or anything like that. No one ever told me, you know, medical school is all about how you took the test. And yeah, I could take the test, but I was a brilliant clinician because I was an intuitive and I didn't know that's what I was doing when I could just get the answer in like a nanosecond. And then I use my academic knowledge to convince you why it was what it was. 
people were like, oh my God, she's got a really, she's just really, really smart. Oh yeah, I am smart. I got 99% on some standardized tests there. Yes, I am. And I got an Ivy League degree, but that's not why I do what I do well. I do what I do well because the universe anointed me in my human design with these gifts and talents. So part of what I help my health clients do and my physician clients is figure out what are you uniquely set aside to do. It may not be medicine. I'm what's called a projector. And you know what that means? I was meant to burn out. I was meant, I would burn out if I worked too hard. And in fact, I said to when I found this out, how did I make it? I made it like 10 years longer than I should have made it. And they're like, that's because you have this will center. And so that kept you going for extra 10 years. But projectors will burn out if they work overwork too hard. And I was superwoman because I have, you know, the thing in there that I can be. So I was superwoman like every other doctor tries to be because we lie and say that we can do it all well. It's a lie, don't believe the lie. But I also now feel good that I've been like, okay, let me step back. Let me figure out what's going to work for me. And then when I figured out what works for me, working coaching style with my clients, um, you know, working behind, you know, I, I go out and I network and I meet people and I love meeting people, but working at a slower pace with, you know, I can do, I do one-on-one, -on -one, but I also do group coaching for, you know, especially my health clients because they all learn from each other, um, is the way I was meant to work, which is not a paradigm that's generally in medicine at all. Now people are saying, oh, I want to do telemedicine. This is not calling up and refilling your blood pressure or fixing your cold or anything like that. This is working for the transformation. And that you have to realize that everything is a transformation. And if it's going to stick, if you're going to make somebody well, if you're going to heal somebody, it's not going to be a one and done in seven minutes in quote unquote telemedicine. You're going to need a longer period of time to learn the tools and techniques. And the tools and techniques that, that I use, because the universe made it this way, are I can figure out where I get downloads from the universe on what the tools and techniques that I should use for you individually. And that's why it works. And the other piece about it is I can teach other practitioners how to do that same thing. It's a skill. It's a formula. I'll put your feet to the pyre. So you want to learn how to be an intuitive and do it at a very high level with real patience with somebody showing you how to use advanced techniques that you know the nurse who's trying to teach you or the physical therapist who's trying to teach you or the whatever, they're all great and talented people, but they don't look at it and think about it like a doctor who has a license in a clinical practice, how do we use these different skills? And I'll be like, okay, do, do you know, okay, do, do the SMAC. I want to know what you're going to get on the SMAC and why you're going to get it and intuitively read it. And now, now go to your patient and order the test so you can see if you're right, right? Um, there's ways to do these so that also you don't look crazy and woo-woo. You don't have to go out and say every second of every day, I'm a psychic and I'm doing an intuitive reading. Now, I, now I will say that because I'm on the front line. 
I'm in the thought leadership area where I think every physician, this should be part of medical school curriculum. That's how I feel about it, <laughs> right? And so somebody's got to be out there in the front line taking whatever they take saying, you know, this is what's missing. Here's how you add it. That's what, but you don't have to even do it that way. You can just learn the skill like you learned all your other medical skills. And when somebody comes in, say, oh, here's what we're going to do. But you don't have to tell them how you got the answer. I mean, when you decide you're giving somebody penicillin, you don't tell them how you got the answer and why you picked that antibiotic. You just write the prescription. So learn to be and intuitive in your clinical practice the same way you use everything else. It's just seamlessly part of you. Just all of a sudden, you're going to be seen as that brilliant doctor because you always know how to be like a sniper and hit the problem rather than the shotgun approach that you're using where you're going, you're being an AK-47. I want you to be a sniper and hit him with one bullet, and that's it. That's what using your intuition is able to do. So you can I tell love I'm that. passionate about that. I know, and I love it. I think that's a great wrap-up point, though, is just saying, use your intuition. You don't have to tell anybody about it, but use your intuition in not just yourself and your own self-care and what you're trying to do, but bring it into your professional life and see the shift because it will come. Definitely. Yeah. But just like everything else that you have been taught and practiced, intuition is the same way. So, you know, we say, we say, see one, do one, teach one. I really say to see one, do 10, and then you can go out and teach it. And so you see, if you see it done and it, you, know, you can watch me on my Facebook page, do a certain technique, and then you have to do it with feedback. When I learned how to be an eye surgeon, I didn't just see it. And then all of a sudden go do a perfect cataract surgery. That's not how it was. I did little tiny things at a time. And then I got to the point where I could do the 10 minute cataract into my career, but it was way down the line. So intuition and intuitive skills and these, um, you know, parasite, whatever you call them, um, they have to be practiced the same way. And they need, in doctors, they probably need to be practiced extra a lot because you have a huge left brain and your right brain is atrophied, just like you haven't gone to the gym. You haven't gone to the gym in 10, 15, 20 years in your right brain. So we have to get it back up to normal and then boost it to the level that it can be. Because I believe that every doctor with all the academic knowledge they have has the ability to be Tiger Woods or LeBron James in an intuitive area. You do have that ability and you just haven't worked it out or, you know, to be uh, Pavarotti or, you know what I'm saying? One of those, you can be fabulous in this area, especially in health. But on the other side, you might have some other superpower that's maybe, I'm not saying everybody's meant to be a psychic, no. But you have to have a process to figure out what is it you should do. And that's what I talk about in Too Smart to Be Struggling. I talk about the process to go through to be able to figure out what you are uniquely set aside to do. And then I give you a construct to put it into action, create your business and how to do that. That's what my coaching program is about. It's helping doctors go from burnt out. I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm not even sure if I want to make a change. I just Two, where do you really want to be? And so you step into your life confidently. And so what happens when you step into your life confidently? 
all of a sudden you've got the first part of the subtitle, you feel happier. And then when you decide to create your own intellectual property, like I've created my own intellectual property, you've created your own intellectual property, money starts to flow, especially when you do it intentionally. Now we gotta move, we gotta remove some money blocks probably, because you think you should only sure. be paid. I love talking about money. Oh God, everybody thinks they should be paid what the, the next specialist down the street should be paid. I'm like, find out who charges the most and then that should be your starting point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? And people get so fearful and they're fearful that one of their colleagues is going to talk about them. Who cares? Why do you care? What's going to happen to you? So um, this is, it's just such a pleasure to, to see another woman who's you know, on the microphone with the voice, talking to other physicians, uh, allowing women who are performing, who help other women physicians. Okay, women, I want to tell you, stop hiring men. Because when you hire men, they mess it up. They don't know how to do the woman thing. Start hiring women. I almost have women that do pretty much everything for me. I mean, my tech guru's a woman, my graphics a woman. I mean, do I have any men on my team? Oh, I have one guy who's a guy, but he's a cool, woke millennial, so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Awesome. I mean, if they're a millennial guy, they're probably woke and they can be on your team. But everybody else that's a man, you probably want to kick the hell out. I mean, look what's going on in our country. We got old men running it, and it's a mess. And we're in danger of having that happen again because we're kicking out all the people who are different. You know what I'm saying? Because, because we're, we're acting in fear. And so that's the whole thing. Is your life going to be guided by love or by fear? If you as a doctor are living your life by fear, this is why you can't get your patients well because fear that's a stress emotion that sits in your body and makes you sick. It is stress. Stress makes you sick. You know the cortisol system. I don't have to educate you there. So if you walk around and you live your life in fear, what do you think your patients are doing? Why do you think they're sick? The whole country is sick because we're living in anger and fear. If doctors don't step up and lead, and I think it's the women doctors, that have to step up and lead, we're going to continue to get worse. You know, we just got to get our brains back and we mm -hmm. have to start supporting other women. So I'm so happy that I had the opportunity to do something that would support you. And yes. now you're like, you know what I'm saying? It, now it's just like, oh, let me, let me, I get a chance to pay you back. <laughs> I love that's, it. That's Thank a, that's you. Energetic exchange of the universe. That's how it works. So we need to start making our energetic exchange with other people who are like-minded. And now let me just say that just because somebody else is a woman, I mean, everybody in the group is not who the female who has their own business is not woke. They aren't all woke. Some of them are worse than men, but there are a lot of people who are woke. And so here we are standing here to say, we're here to help you stay woke and move your life forward and leave everybody else behind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I um, love it. I don't think I can sum it up any better. Tell our audience one more time where they can find you on your website. DrVeronica.com, DrVeronica.com. And on there, I have it so that physicians can get a free copy of the book. You don't have to go buy it. I want you to have that free copy so that 
there's no barrier to you. No excuse. You don't have to go buy anything. There's no barrier. You oh go. my God. I love that. I'm going to get on right now. Yeah. My publisher, I, I, an agreement with the publisher is that I can give my book away to physicians, whoever I want to physicians for free. That's an agreement I made with my publisher. So because this, at this point, this needs to get out to as many people as possible. And what better way than I can just say here. All right. All right. Well, you heard it, everybody. You go to the website. I'll have the link in the show notes. You get this book, you do a book report on it, and then you email both <laughs> of us how it went. <laughs> Thank you so much. so much Dr. Veronica for coming on the podcast today for sharing your message and the unique way that you are helping with healing the healer in this world. I just appreciate you so much and I also appreciate you putting your book on for free. I have it in the show notes so for everyone listening just click in there and get your free pdf download. I've actually taken the time to read it and I'm going to tell you it's pretty damn good. Our kick of encouragement is coming from it today. And what I want to talk about in our kick of encouragement is summing up the steps that Dr. Veronica talks about in her book, Too Smart to Struggle. She talks about at first planning and creating white space in our lives. Guys, seriously, busy is just another example of your stuckness. So in order to get out of that, you got to clear your schedule. You got to just put aside all of the things that are making you so busy and literally learn to sit with yourself. This has been one of the hardest lessons for myself, but it's also led to some of my greatest breakthroughs. Next, Dr. Veronica talks about in her book, Taking an Inventory So You Can Get in Control, and that's about getting honest with yourself. She breaks it down into five core areas of life and identifying where you're succeeding and where you're strong and where your weakness and where you can grow. Next, she talks about finding your hidden gifts at the end of the rainbow. And I love this next one. She talks about putting out the garbage. Gosh, isn't that so much what I talk about here on these kicks of encouragements to clearly see what's holding us back and then how to let it go. Next, she starts talking about claiming your territory, talking it out, creating your passion protocol, bundling your bliss, and then her care solution, C-A-R-E. Guys, this is just a phenomenal book. And the way that Dr. Veronica presents it, I can just hear her voice telling it to me. I highly, highly recommend that you jump into it, get some pearls of encouragement and some knowledge out of it, and start moving your life forward. So I hope today's been a great interview. I'm going to cut this short since we are getting a little bit on the lengthy side and just want to remind you, your life, your calling, your pulse matters.
No. <laughs>